fellas? How y'all doing? What's up, Caleb? How you doing? Enjoying my evening. How you guys doing? Yeah, not too bad. Um, before we start, obviously, um, my name's Reese and this is Hesh. He'll be co-hosting the show today. How you doing, man? Nice to meet you, Caleb. How are you, how are you handling the COVID situation so far? Obviously, it's a big part of the NBL at the moment. There's not much games being played. Um, are you guys currently in quarantine or what's the go with your situation? I'm lucky enough that I'm, like, I haven't really uh, developed any symptoms at all. Um, I haven't gotten myself in any situation. I've just been keeping low key. Um, but I don't know if you guys have heard of Hoop City, um, yeah. it's where we train. So basically, I've just been in there, you know, late nights getting my work in. So um, we haven't been practicing as much because of the COVID situation. But I'm still getting my work in and I'm just happy that I'm able to do that because I haven't gotten any symptoms or anything. For sure. Um, first of all, uh, let's talk about how you like in Australia. Uh, it is your first time here, I presume. Um, did it meet expectations? Did you have any stereotypes before you came? Um, yeah, everything's been cool, bro. Actually, it's funny you said that because I found a dead lizard in the ice machine today. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, bro, this is just Australia then, I guess. But um, all the animals are kind of scary. The insects is kind of scary. That's the only negative I have to say about Australia. Everything else is honestly amazing, and I love it, I love it here. Yeah. Uh, and the weather, the weather, too. The weather in Melbourne. It's just like, I don't want to say nothing negative about it because it's nice right now and it might switch up, but the inconsistencies is wild. I've never been anywhere in the world like this. Yeah, Melbourne's crazy for that. Um, I saw your story not long ago. Um, I think you were in quarantine before you got out when you first came to Australia. It was with the wheat bix mm-hmm. um, I think you were trying the wheat bix um, that, that was pretty hilarious. Um, obviously, yeah. your Nigerian teammate, uh, Chima Maneki. Yeah. Uh, he was you were tagging him and stuff like that. He obviously told you to try the weight bits. That was pretty funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> trying to nah, yeah the, the whip bits was there was just a quarantine flex, man. Now that I'm outside, I don't think I could do them no more, bro. I'm gonna have to give me some some frosted flakes or something normal. Yeah. Hash, if you didn't see it, he he ate a wheat big, like without the milk or anything. He just like oh, chewed it like man, a like a like rolling. Right. <laughs> yeah. man, that, that's not yeah, that ain't it. So, Caleb, congrats on being selected for the Nigerian Olympic squad early this year. Obviously, representing your country is a, a big achievement, and, and that's why a lot of people play the sport in the first place. Take us back to kind of when you found out you were on that team. Where were you, and, and how did you find out? How did it feel? Um, well, like, the selection process of the team was, like, a long one. It was almost, like, I would say two months of the summer. Um, I got to San Francisco with a bunch of other players who were, um, you know, trying out. June, mid-June, and um, just like kind of just battling my way. My spot wasn't guaranteed. Um, I was an overseas guy. So, um, yeah, so like I was just like I had a good season. I was just kind of ready to come in and and, and and see where I stack against like, you know, the elite players um, from, from Nigeria. So there's a lot of different people. Um, a lot of NCAA guys, a lot of overseas guys, and a lot of NBA guys. Um, I knew that it'd be difficult because the talent coming out of Nigeria is insane. But like, I like, I just like one thing I like to tell myself is that I work hard, and and every situation I'm in, I deserve to be in. So um, don't overthink nothing. Just go play and see where it lands you. And uh, fortunately enough, uh, I was able to land on the team and represent Nigeria at the Olympics, which is a first for me. And it was like one of the biggest accomplishments in my life to date. So. Yeah, man, that's 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 a dope story. I think that's a good mentality to kind of have something that a lot of athletes, I think, can learn from. 
what was the culture like of that team, man? Because I had you guys. I mean, I'm sorry to bring up old wounds, but yeah. you guys didn't perform as well as you would have liked in the Olympics. But I had you guys meddling. That's what yeah. you know. You just touched on it. You guys had a, a ton of NBA talent. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a good team, and you made some noise pre-Olympics, like yeah. America, and you guys were looking good. Talk us a little bit about the team itself and, and the culture and and how it kind of was and how that experience was. Um, so. Um, we had Mike Brown as our head coach, which is the first, I think, NBA coach to ever represent a Nigerian country uh, or an African country, sorry. And um, a lot of things were put in place, like um, for us to, 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 um, to perform at a high level. You know, he put a lot of, uh, uh, he sacrificed a lot for the team. You know, he put a lot of stuff together, got us good facilities, got us gear, all that stuff, which was like a first for Nigeria. Um, but then when it came to actually, um, when it came to like the actual Olympics, um, just some internal issues with, uh, with the, with the Nigerian Federation. I don't even know if I can speak too much on it, to be honest, or if I want you guys, if you guys, um, but like, yeah, a lot of internal stuff that kind of backseated him in terms of what he was able to do. Um, and then kind of resulted in us having the struggles that we struggled because at the end of the day, I don't even feel like we were really playing the type of basketball we wanted to out there. Um, so much had happened that like, it was just, it was just difficult. But at the end of the day, like there was an opportunity for us to do something special and we came up short and despite all the, all the inconveniences and the mistakes and, and all the issues we faced, like it was our job to, to, kind of overcome those obstacles and we did it flat out. We didn't. So that's what kind of resulted um, in, in the situation. I'm still grateful for, for uh, the opportunity and playing in the Olympics, but it's just still leaves like a sour taste in my mouth. I'm not going to lie. That's yeah, I understand that. And I, I respect that as well. I think just from personal experience, I've been involved in basketball in a lot of different countries as well. And some developing countries, I think, that are lacking infrastructure and a little behind the eight ball. And it's sad to hear that, you know, a guy like Mike Brown, who's got such good pedigree and his credentials are so high, trying to do something for the whole nation and, and mm -hmm. the nation. And when it can't, you know, see eye to eye with, with the politics side of it, I think it's always sad. But to be fair, I think you guys represented yourself proud and, you know, it's only going to get better from here. So hopefully yeah. we'll have a crack at it soon, man. Run us through the USA game. Uh, you had a huge game yourself, 17 points. You guys were going completely viral um, over social media. Um, um, obviously, run us through the defensive game plan um, against those NBA All-Stars and talk about um, after the game, how you guys felt. Um, so the defensive game plan would just be, like, physical. And one thing about Nigerians is, like, you need, like we're, we're big, you know? We're, we're blessed uh, from a DNA standpoint. So one thing we knew is, like, let's be physical with these guys. Um, the international game isn't as, as cupcake as the NBA um they let things go a little bit more they they battle a little bit harder so let's just try that that was basically um our defensive game plan and we knew we had a lot of offensive threats um but we knew we just have to come in and just make shots we knew that um they wouldn't take us as seriously as they should so it was just a real good opportunity for us to come in and just punch them in the face and get get a, get to a good start early and uh and that's what happened and we just got comfortable and we just kept cruising and by the time it was like they they began to step up and get into their form the game was basically over so um it was a really really fun game um i'm just glad we won man i'm just super super glad we won 
taking it to United this year. Um, how has your season been? Uh, talk us through uh, being introduced to the team, meeting the guys, um, and how are you liking the NBL so far? Uh, I love everything. I love, I really do. Like, I'm so grateful. Um, it's been a long journey, five years overseas for me. And every year it's gotten better and better and better. And like at this point, like I don't even know if it can even get better than this. Um, I have amazing teammates. I have amazing coaches, um, the, the support staff, everybody who's working behind the scenes are amazing, hardworking, just honestly, just I have so much respect for just the club as a whole. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing being said. Um, second thing is coming into the league was a little bit difficult. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was struggling a lot early. Um, and I was trying to find a way to really play like myself in a league that was really kind of good for me, you know, a fast paced physical league. Like, like I was just like, kind of like, really like, why am I not playing how I should be playing? And I was overthinking and kind of putting a lot, a little bit too much pressure on myself. And we were losing, we were losing crazy. We lost like all our preseason games, lost our first two games. So like, I was just like kind of a little bit stressed out. But uh, one thing I do is like, I just, I, I always put in the work, you know, I always was in the gym. I was always making sure I was, I was, um I was getting right, staying ready. Had a couple injuries there. I was, I was focused on getting right. Um, So I knew deep down, it's like, this is, this is like, this is what builds, you know, this is what's going to pay off in the long run. Like maybe right now things aren't going the way I plan. Um, I'm not playing well, teams not winning. I'm stressed. I'm kind of unhappy, but like, let me just continue to just work. And, and I know deep down that that's going to pay off in the long run. So that's exactly what's happening. Um, early on, I struggled a little bit, kept working. Um, then season came, first two games were pretty trash. Um, and then I kind of got into rhythm, um, started to feel a little bit more comfortable and then, you know, kind of got in myself a little bit. And now I'm, I'm happier, calmer, um, enjoying myself a lot more on the court and just and, and it shows. Yeah, that's cool, man. You touched on a couple of things that I would just want to delve into, starting with Dean Vickerman. He's he's a renowned coach here in Australia and he, he's had a developed a, a good culture at Melbourne United. And he goes that you can't say Melbourne United without saying Dean Vickerman these days. And the rest of the team that's been there, you know, there's some there's some old hairs there that have that have Melbourne United through and through. And that, you know, Chris Goulding's there, um, obviously with the likes of, of Della Vadova coming through now, another veteran as well, an Australian veteran. Talk to us a little bit about, about Vickerman and his coaching style and, and the culture of the team and, and coming into a winning organisation. Um, Dean, is, Dean is a real one. Like, he's, a, he's really just a real one. I remember even coming to Australia before. Like, everybody, like Chima, um, all my people who, who played uh, in Australia and, like, who know Dean, they are like, bro, like, this guy is definitely, like, a real one. He's a great coach. He understands you. He's not going to put no pressure on you. He's just going to let you rock as long as you just do what he asks, you know? So that's literally my situation. He just wants me to play defense, score, um, facilitate a little bit, just play myself, play my game. And, and at first I wasn't even doing that. And he even had faith in me. He was just like, man, like, um, uh, don't, don't even sweat it. Like, we know you're going to be good. We need you to do this. this. You're going to do it. Don't even sweat it. Don't worry. You know, and even in the case, like, um, I, I remember, like, in the preseason, I started to come off the bench a little bit. But I even, like, I came and talked to him, and I was like, Coach, like, I, like, I don't feel comfortable, like, with how I'm playing. Like, if you want to, like, if you want to bring me off the bench and help me get um, more, like, situated with, with the, the play style of the league, like, 
that's cool. Like, and he was like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever, like, let's do it, you know? Um, and then, yeah, things start to kick up, uh, kick off after that. And um, yeah, it's been good. So Dean is just like definitely one of the best coaches I've ever had in my career. Um, and like, obviously I don't even have to say that his record speaks for himself. He has like seven chips. Like he's just chilling, <laughs> he's just chilling. Um, and then CG and then the rest of the team is like amazing. Like our vets, like, I feel like in terms of this season, like I've just been blessed with so much, like, uh, David Barlow, like one of the realest teammates I've ever had, like just super, super intelligent, um, made it super easy for me to kind of fall into the system and understand it a little bit. I um, mean, just a positive, great guy to have on uh, uh, in the team, um, uh, in the locker room, like just telling guys to do, understanding um, how to go about certain things and just like a great voice for myself and even the young guys too. So Philo is, he's the GOAT too out here. Um, Delhi also the GOAT, just the most positive teammate, hardworking, like just a really, really great person. Like, um, so I love, I love, uh, I love Delhi. Delhi's a real one. Um, and then CG, CG is just, CG is just CG. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, bro. He just, he's so talented and he just makes it look so effortless. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of, of CG's game. Like he just, like his jump shot is like Steph Curry-esque and he really is a bucket. Like uh, you guys probably know better than me. So I'm still learning a little bit, but like he really like, CG's a hooper hooper. Like he can really like pass, like the things I've seen in practice, I'm like, man, this guy's like, he's tough, like super, super tough. But that's just me, like just getting to know him. You know, it's my first time really being in Australia. So you guys already know that too. So, um, and he's the captain, right? So he's been through, he's won a championship. He knows like, you know, like, he know he's played in the league for so many years. So he's had the, um, I'm, I, like, he's probably had the seasons where things didn't go well and the seasons where they just fell short and all that. So like he definitely has his experience on the team and his uh his his like again like Barlow his track record speaks for itself. So all those those vets that we have, am I forgetting anybody else? Um yeah, those are like our core group of vets. Like those guys are just like amazing and they make my job easier and it's just it makes basketball easy, simple, and just fun. So I'm grateful. Yeah. That's that's cool to hear. Like you just you just alluded to it. your job, obviously traditionally speaking the imports coming into this league have a lot of pressure on them to perform and the scoring bulk kind of falls a lot on the imports and, and they're the first to get criticized i'm just being real they're always you know you're coming into that situation where taking on that role that just tends to be the case how has it felt in in the melbourne situation being the only import i know you got ariel there who's a the next star but being the only import at the moment have you felt any of that pressure and and mentally i, I just like to delve into different athletes and and how they respond do you read what's What's said about you or what, what people yeah, might think? I don't, I don't pay attention. I, I, like, I don't pay attention to what anybody else's opinion of me is. Um, I know who I am and it's everybody else's job to kind of find out. And um, it's, it, they're going to find out eventually, you know, even in the preseason. Like I was putting way more pressure on myself than I feel like anybody could write on, on me. You know, I was really just going through it, just trying to get out. And like I said, I believe in myself. I work hard. So that's always going to speak way more volumes than anything I could say for myself. So um, I don't really, I don't, I don't listen to, to any type of, I do listen to criticism, but only from the people that matter. So like my teammates, my coaches, you know, the people who are actually on the court with me, everybody else is just, that's their job to talk, you know, that's their job to, to criticize and give their analysis. So I don't, uh, like, I don't listen and there's no real point for me to. 
That's dope, bro. I got one. Sorry, Brees. I got one more question, yeah. Caleb. So I was courtside at the at the Sydney game, and even in preseason, I'm noticing. I like to watch like little details and just how players interact and what they do. Yeah. And you talk, man. Like I can see your mouth moving. Like you, you be going a little bit, man. And, and I like it. Like I, I really mess with the energy. Like you, you, you play like you don't like you said. Like exactly what you said. You don't care what anyone's saying about you. You don't really. You couldn't care less. You know who you are, and you're confident in that. Um, have you found that you've been talking a lot this league? Is that normal for you? Like, what well, time- I, I don't, I don't talk a lot. I'll tell you, I'll take you, I'll give you some inside information right now because <laughs> it's actually funny. So, um, you see, you was in the preseason game. Well, I've just been watching you the whole season, and okay. most games you get into a little bit with somebody. Yeah. You just so talk. like in the preseason, we played Sydney, and they had this little short point guard with the hair. You know what I'm saying? We was losing that game. And like, at this point, we, we, we like, we're losing a bunch of games. I'm injured. Like we're not we're like, just the energy is not there. You know, we're still kind of coming together as a team. Right. Yeah. So like this, this, this little guy just like, he just starts talking, you know, at the end of the game, like, yeah, like getting hype, you know? And I'm just like, bro, what? Like, this is preseason, bro. Like, don't do that. Like, please don't do that. Do not do that. Do anything but that. Take your win and go. But don't start talking in preseason because this is going to catch up to you. So then we play Sydney for the third time at Sydney. And then I'm just like, that's when I was just going crazy. I was just talking. But, like, I couldn't even stop myself. I'm not even that type of player. But I was just, like, in his face trying to pick him up full court, let him know. Like, and I kept saying to him, I'm like, bro, I got the receipts right here, bro. He was talking and all that stuff in preseason. So what's up right now? So, um, and the thing is, I don't take nothing personal. Uh, it's all love. Like, it's not, but like on the court, I just like, so when you say that I'm a talker, that was a specific situation. Other than that, I don't really feel like I'd be talking like that. I'm more of a calm guy. Um, just kind of get into my game and just be comfortable. But that was the one situation I could, I could tell you about. Oh, for sure. Good story. I like it. <laughs> if you don't know that, the little, the little. I want to get the reply from Buwali too. I want to know. If, That's the name. Shout out Buwali. It's all love, though. That's the thing. Like, there's no nothing personal, no nothing. It's just a game of basketball. Like, if you're gonna come at me, don't think I'm I'm, I'm gonna forget it. Like, I'll always come back at you. So. And that's 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 funny you say that because he's it's probably similar type of mentality. Like, he's just I love know, it. I love it. I've been I've been there too. Like, you know, you get a little cocky, and then somebody has some receipts for you, and then all of a sudden you gotta you know step up to him like a man, and then. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. But shout out that was Bowali. Yeah, you're cool. He's he, he tough too. He's a good player. He's young too, right? He's like 19. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's tough. Like he's he has a bright future. He has a really bright future. So it's all love. Uh, we'll take it back to your college basketball days. Uh, you obviously spent four years uh, at Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, the GGs. Uh, talk about talk about what you learned from college basketball. Actually, um, uh, so in Canada, it's actually five years instead yeah. of four. But, yeah, um, it's, least, it says five here, but I just thought yeah. four. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, in the Canadian Basketball League, you do five years. Okay. Um, but also, I don't know if it's like – I don't know what college is. College basketball here a thing? I don't I – don't, is it a thing? I'm not no. too sure. It's not. No, it's it's not a thing. So, um, in Canada, like, every every country has its own specific rules for co- college sports. So, Canada was just – we play for five years. All sports, you play for five years. Um, I was there – all five years. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I was super young still, um, still growing into my basketball form and like being a young 
19, 20, 21 year old, you know what it is. Like I was just in college wilding, doing, doing my thing. Like uh, basketball was just like my passion still. So I kept working, like stayed in the gym. Um, and yeah, like it, it was just fun. I grew a lot. We, I was in a, or I was in a, uh, I was at uh, um, like the school I went to was one of the top schools in the country. So we always competed for like, um, um, we always competed for some type of uh, national or provincial uh, uh, medal. And uh, I think that's what really kickstarted like my, my, like my, like my pedigree for just like winning and my desire to win, you know? Because just being in, a, in, 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 in an atmosphere and an environment that just demands winning, like that's just like the number one thing for me, you know? Um, I had an amazing coach, um, an amazing coach. He was super hard on me. I don't even think he was that hard on me. I think I was just young and a little bit like immature, but I'm, I'm grateful for how he was uh, with me um, because it definitely helped me develop into who I am today. And his kind of routine and the way he, he does things was definitely like, uh, uh, was definitely like needed. Like it was a structure I needed to continue to grow and evolve. So. My, my, I'm so grateful for like my college uh, situation and, and how, how, um, how, uh, how, how it went about. And honestly, and also one thing I want to say is that, um, so our, the, we play in the, I played in the OEA for five years. That's like the provincial uh, league. Um, I don't like, I just like, I don't even know who's going to see this, but to like anybody um, who does see this, there's um, an issue with the league. They're shutting down because of COVID. And um, it's tough because like a lot of these student athletes won't get a chance to play basketball and do their dreams. They're kind of just paused. And that also happened last season too. So it's again, like two, two years of, of, of just difficulties for them. So I just want to send out like some love and support to, to all the athletes who may see this. And, and I, want, I want everybody to know that um, like the government of Canada definitely should allow the OUA to play basketball and get these uh, student athletes a chance to chase their dreams. So just, just want to say that. That's, that's dope, man. So then from your, your college days, you, you obviously turned pro, starting off your career at, I'm going to get some of these names wrong, so I'm going to do my best. Um, started yeah. with Pratt Juventud in yeah. Spain, 2017-18, then moved to Malia Bolancesto, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and then went back to Canada, played for, for Hamilton, mm-hmm. in the Canadian Elite Basketball League, and then 2020 signed with an Israeli team, Hapoel. Mm-hmm. Or Sheva, yeah, um, but yeah. Um, so you you've been around, man, and you've in a short period of time you've traveled the world and been able to play the sport you love. Talk to us a little bit about how all those different places have influenced kind of the player you are today. It's just like it's just the journey, man. Like every year I come in um, with a different expectation, with a different mindset. Um, uh, and actually, no, every year I come in with with a different expectation, but the same mindset, which is just to work, 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 and the work is just gonna pay off. That's basically my mindset. And then expectations will be, okay, like how am I gonna improve from next year and show that I'm a better player than I was last year? Um, so like all the countries I played in, Pratt was like my first time coming out of college and being a pro and like seeing what professional life is like. It was tough. Like I was, it was like, it was a low, it was a lower budget team, like super, super low. So like, I was kind of like, um, I had like two roommates, um, Marlon, Marlon Johnson and, and Alex Campbell, those are my guys, Alex, Alex Campbell, that's my brother. So um, we, he were actually from Canada, both of us. Um, so I had two roommates and we was just like, 
you know, long bus rides, like tough living situations, not getting paid too much. So it was it was definitely difficult, but I knew that it was something I wanted to do. So I knew that like I just had to work through it, you know, continue to try and be better because if I could push through it, I'm not going to be back in the situation again. It's only going to keep going up from here. So um, that kind of just was one of the first things that taught me about like really being resilient and just continuing to work all the time. Like, because if you want to keep moving forward, that's literally it. So that's the, the so that's what I learned in my first year in Pratt. My second year, um, it was about the same thing. It was a way better situation, getting paid more, um, lived by myself. But uh, I was like one of those, that year was like, I was a little bit more lonely, you know? I was on a team where hardly anybody spoke English in a city where nobody like, spoke English. So I just had to kind of, you know, grow up a little bit and really realize that like I'm, I'm by myself um, and it is difficult, but I still have a job to do. Um, I actually resigned in Malia. Actually, when I went back home, I played for the CBL, which is a really, really good league. It's still pretty new. Um, it, it takes place in the summer. So when a lot of the guys from overseas come back, like um, they could play. So I played like a couple of games for them every summer um, for the last couple of summers. Um, and it was cool. It just gave me an opportunity to play at home in front of all my people. So I loved it. And uh, the league is really, really good. So um, that was cool. And then I resigned back to Malia um, and then played there until COVID. Um, until COVID stopped the league. Then I went home for COVID. Um, then got a chance to go to Israel um, and finish the COVID season, the first COVID season. Um, did my thing there. Then they resigned me. Um, and that's when, like, um, so a, a short pause. So basically, I was stuck in the second division for because that, that was uh, where I was in, in Spain. I was in the second division. And all I wanted to do was get out of the second division. I wanted to play in the first division. That was where the top players were. That was where the money was. That was where I could really make a good living playing basketball was in the first division. So um, when I got a chance, like, I, and I had been stuck in the second division and I wasn't really getting a chance to get out. I had a bunch of agency issues, a bunch of just so much nonsense that like a lot of uh, a lot of overseas players have to go through. Um, so during the COVID season, that was actually my first chance of um, of uh, playing in the first division. So I took like I like I like I was just I was different. Like it was just a different mindset for me after that. That was when it was like okay, like this the opportunity you've always wanted. Like let's turn the work up all the way. Like ain't no chill time, ain't nothing but basketball. Let's see um, what we could do. And yeah, and then I had um, a really, really good season, a really, really good season. I led the league in scoring, had a bunch of big games, um, developed and stepped into the player that I like that I am today. Like I took what I learned from that year and the work, and that's like my standard of work to this day. Um, I owe that work, that that focus and, and like that like level up. I owe my Olympic experience to that because that's what really gave me the confidence to be like, man, like I really do this. Like I could, I could really, you know, with the best with anybody. Like, so um, that year in Israel was just super, super big for me. I had amazing teammates also, an amazing, just a good organization also and an amazing coach. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And now I'm in Australia, just, you know, riding the next, next step of the, of the journey. Um, so then, um, you spent some time with the, the Nuggets in the Summer League, had a few mixed reviews about the Summer League, man. What was your experience like? It was cool. It was my first time ever being to the Summer League and like coming from where I come from, like Canada, not a bunch of guys get that opportunity. So it was like, it was crazy for me, you know, like I was just like, it was, it was a wild summer, you know, like making the Olympic team was 
crazy, you know? Um, like I expected to do my thing, but would I say I went and be like, I'm gonna make this team for sure? No, I was just like, I'm gonna go and be Caleb, you know, and I'm not going back down from anybody. Um, so I made that and I was like super high on that, but then um, but then how our performance in, on the big stage kind of went down, but I had to stay focused because I get my first summer league opportunity. Um, so like I had to just be ready and be focused. Um, so went to summer league, uh, had a couple of good games, but it was just, it was a different experience. You know, they, uh, summer league, um, GMs and the people who are scouting are, are looking for something very, very specific and, I needed to have more information and just understand how the NBA really works in terms of how I go about doing things. So I feel like my inexperience was um, was the biggest issue, you know, because I really like I watch the NBA. I really don't know too much about how it, it, it goes on. All I know is way different in Europe, way, way different from Europe. Um, it's a little bit similar to here. That, that's the other thing I want to say is that it's like when I got here, I was still kind of you know, one of the biggest issues was trying to understand how things work and how um, the, the style of play is and, and, and how we go about doing things. So um, I feel like that was a big disadvantage for me um, in summer league. But other than that, I still had a great experience, you know, like I, like it was it was something big for me and it was something big for 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 the league I'm from, which is the OUA and the CIS to inspire kids to know that they if they work hard, like they could get in these situations, they could get into these doors. Um, and I kind of take pride in being somebody who was able to, if not open it, maybe like stick my foot in and, and, and maybe the next kid can walk in. And after that, somebody can kick the door down and, you know, all of a sudden open the floodgates. So that was the biggest takeaway from me. I'm not somebody who focuses on the negatives and like, oh, I did make it because there's still tomorrow. There's still next year. There's still an opportunity. All I got to do is work. And if I get there, I get there. And that, that's, that's how I go about it. For sure. Um, on that note, uh, what are your plans after this season? Uh, we both, you probably be the first to agree that you are an NBA talent. Me and Hesh agree that you could uh, contribute on an NBA team. Um, is that the goal, the NBA, or are you just focused on what's happening right now? I'm just focused on what's happening right now, bro. Like, I want to win a championship. I haven't won a championship ever, ever. Like, I ain't won, and I've been playing basketball a long ass time, and like, I don't want to jinx nothing. But like, I feel like I got to stay focused Yeah, Like I can't really be outside of what's going on here. I have a job to do. I have to, I have to continue getting better every day. So, and that's not thinking about tomorrow and all that is, is not what's going to help. I feel like being in the moment right now, making sure I'm working and doing everything possible um, to be the best I can be tomorrow right now is all I can really focus on. Everything else will fall into place just like it has to this day. Like, yeah, that's, that's cool. And I, I fuck with that, like trying to stay focused on today. But just curious, I want to know, what is the growth process for you in terms of the evolution as a player? What are you working on at the moment? What, what are the areas in your game that right now you think are going to help you get to the next level and, and potentially the next stage in your career? The areas of my game is just, it's just tough because like, I really like, like I stay in the gym. Like I really like, that's my sanctuary. That's like, like that's, where I'm most comfortable, you know, is literally in the gym. So whatever I feel like I'm lacking, I get in there and work, 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 work. Um, in terms of, of what I think the evolution is, I think the evolution is just being consistent and understanding that I could always get better, you know? 
Um, I could always grow as a player. I could always grow as a man, as a person, you know, um, and just have that pedigree. Because if I don't know that I'm going to work um, consistently and I also know that I can also get better, then like putting those things together is just basically, it just, it kind of just guarantees, well, nothing's guaranteed, but it just like my odds of, of, of being what I'm supposed to be or what I need to be at the next level, it, it helps that, you know? So I would say just like continue to just stay consistent in the work and understand that there's always, always room for improvement at every point. Um, for those who don't know, we have our last segment called 10 Quick Questions. Uh, Caleb, I'm sure you are unaware. Uh, it's 10 rapid fire, random questions. You can answer these at your own pace. Um, you can use your skip button if you like also. All right, cool, cool. What I is something? How many skips I get? <laughs> Unlimited. If you want to skip right, more, okay. okay. You actually make a skip limit. All right, <laughs> we'll think about it. Yeah. Um, what is something you are appreciative of? Can be anything. Uh, my family, my mom, my sister. That's everything to me. I appreciate them. I love them. I need them in my life. So it's good. That's dope. Who's the funniest guy on your Melbourne United roster? The funniest guy on the roster? <laughs> uh, who be cracking me up? Ariel be having me cracking. Devo. They will be killing me. D-Mac have me dying. You know, D you guys know D-Mac, right? Who's D-Mac? D-Mac, he's not, he's like one of the coaches staff. He's like one of the coaches. Oh, Darren McDonald. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy. D-Mac being that, D-Mac being the gym with me like all the time. D-Mac have he, me cracking. Dude, he's goaded, man. NBL status. Like he's had yeah, he a go. He did go. So like, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to just go under his wing and just like listen to him and just, you know, have him tell me like what's good in, in, in Australia. So that's my, that's the OG. That's my big guy. Have you seen his tape at all? I've seen his tape. D-Mac was getting to it out here. D-Mac nice. is tough. Yeah. D-Mac is tough. Yeah, now I have a lot of respect for D-Mac, man. He really did a thing out here. So that's my guy. He had me cracking up though. So um, I say D-Mac for that question. Sure. Um, who is the toughest guy you have ever guarded? Ooh, that's crazy. And like, Bro, I was in the Olympics and I had to guard Patty for like a couple possessions, bro. He is so fast. He is so fast, and he just gets that jump, uh, that 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 um, his shot up so quick. That was like that was crazy to me. When we played against Team USA, they didn't take us that seriously. So like, all the guys weren't even like really in their bags. They were still kind of coming together. So like, ain't nobody was really like killing like that. But like when we was playing against Australia and they was like coming for our next like. Patty was just like he's, and you guys know he's different in, in, yeah. in, in, uh, in international competition. So yeah, he was that was crazy. I would say that's the first Australian that we've had to that answer. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. But I haven't like I haven't had nah. Yeah, Patty was he was yeah. You should see the like just watch it, just watch the tape, like watch the shots he was making. He was just going crazy. Yeah, that's tough. All right, favorite hoop shoe of all time. Ooh, the Kobe tens. I just seen CG in the all white Kobe tens last game, bro. I was so jealous. And if anybody can get me the Kobe tens, bro, please hit my line. Hit me. I need those, please. Um, who's in the headphones at the moment? Oh, you know I got that gunner playing. <laughs> yes. I got that gunner. He just dropped uh Friday. What day is it? Yeah, he just dropped on Friday. That's all I'm listening to. That's all I'm listening to. For sure. Nice. Uh, you said you watched a bit of the NBA and you're a fan. Who do you think is winning the championship this season? This has actually been one of the – I had league pass earlier, but 
I just like I, I had to just delete it. I wasn't even really too locked in. I, I don't even really know what's going. On. I know Clay Thompson came back today, and they won. Um, and Golden State's going crazy, right? Yeah, they're like thirty-one and nine, so they're having a big season. Steph's going crazy, um, but Kyrie just came back, so that's about to be even crazier. Uh, but the NBA's getting exciting again. Maybe I might just get my league pass back. But um, sheesh. I don't know. And I'm excited to see the LeBron rebuild. Like, I'm excited to see that when he just, like, shuts everybody down and just rebuilds the team mid-season. Like, I can't <laughs> wait for that. Um, but who do I think? I don't know. But I think my Golden State might take it, especially with Clay. They're going crazy right now. But we'll see. KD and Kyrie and James Hart. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Is he one of those two? That's that's all I can say. One of those two. If, if they're Warriors, both healthy. Warriors Nets final, then, man. I think so. Okay. I think so. Surprisingly, you were the first person to say Warriors. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They, they turned up. They turned up recently, though. We haven't had someone on for a few weeks, so you know they've been yeah. really. Ooh, ooh. So what kind of S have you been hearing? Yeah. Nets, Nets, Bucks. We got a Nuggets. Bucks. Someone had. Nuggets. Who said the Nuggets? Nick K. Yeah. Nick K said the Nuggets. Yeah. How are they even doing right now? Yeah, I don't know. I think he said it before the season started. So. Yeah. CG. CG said. Well, who did he say? Brooklyn for Patty. I think yeah, I think you said Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. yeah, I said Brooklyn. We can live with, but we can yeah. live. We can live. We can. We can live with Milwaukee too. We can live with Brooklyn, Milwaukee. We can live with uh, Golden State, and who's in the West? Who's killing in the West right now? Utah's doing okay. Nah, I can't give Utah that. Suns, Suns are doing alright. Phoenix. Ooh, Phoenix. I'm living Phoenix or LA, bro. Yeah, yeah. Right. we'll see. I mean, honestly, it's based on the LeBron rebuild. That's all I'm waiting for. Yeah, that's facts. Interesting. Um, celebrity crush. Man, I don't like no celebrities. <laughs> I don't like God. no celebrities. God. I really don't. I actually, I swear, I don't like no celebrities. Like, because you want to know why? Because I'm just like, I'm like, I'm a personal person. So I'm like, I can't like a person who don't even know I exist. You feel me? Like, yeah. I'm not about to give you clout like that in my life. So like, I don't like, I don't like nobody right now. That's, that's my favorite answer I think we ever had to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we grew up in names thinking that the girls are listening and shit, and you just came out of saying, yeah, nah. nah, it don't go like that. I, I, I got a crush on myself. I got a crush on basketball. <laughs> that's tough. All right. Game-winning situation. You prefer an ISO from the top, a ball screen, a handoff, low post ISO. What's your go-to type of situation? Just, whatever, whatever you want me to do, just get the rock in my hands. That's it. Okay. That's it. Like anything you need me to do, if you want me to ISO, I can ISO. If you want to give me a ball screen, give me a ball screen. Like, it doesn't matter. Just put the ball in my hand. Confidence. I like it. Uh, best stadium you've played at? Oh, John K. Easily. That is jumping. What? That place is going crazy every We was like, we came in 0 and 2. Oh, no, 0 and 1, bro. And we lost to Southeast. And we played so bad, bro. But like when I was in that gym, I really just like forgot about all my stress, like all my like whatever I was just thinking about. Like I would make a shot and the crowd would just be like, Psh. I never played in front of a crowd. Like like I have like a handful of times, you know, maybe two, two, three times. Um, but yeah, John Kane, I can't wait to be back in there. February, man, I cannot wait. 100%. So, all right, easy question to finish up, man. Who's winning the NBL chip this year? Who, who do you think? Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Who do you think is going to be in the finals with you guys? It don't matter, bro. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It can be anyone. We just, we just trying to get better and be the best we can be. Whoever want to meet us there, like, we'll see you there. 
I like the answer. I like it. Good way to finish up. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for joining us, Caleb. We wish you all the best this season. Um, and if United win, we'll invite you back on for you to tell That's us. It. Tell us so. you, win, you guys don't mess with me, huh? <laughs> no, nah, I was going to say, if you win, we can invite you on. You can tell us you, to- you told us so. Right, gotcha. <laughs> Facts. We appreciate it. And we'll, we'll, we'll be cheering you on this season. No worries, bro. Appreciate Too easy. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, Caleb was a great guest. Uh, has that persuaded you at all? I know we get guests on all the time and they talk to us and you, you kind of shifts your opinion on where they're going to finish in the end of the season based on their opinions and stuff like that. Does that change your mind on United? Man, I'm just going to stay out of it completely, bro, because all I'm doing is you're just making me look like a fool, bro. <laughs> Changing my mind every episode. So I'm going to chill on it. But I like his confidence and, and United have been good so far. So. Sure. Um, definitely. Caleb has a lot of confidence. He's looking great this season. He's starting to heat up. He had a really um, stat-filling night, one of the nights. I think he had 24-14. Huge night, four steals, four blocks. Um, so he's starting to heat up. United are going to do great. We appreciate you guys listening. Follow us on Instagram at TV, and make sure you follow us on whatever listening platform you guys are listening on. Um, and we'll catch you on the, we'll catch you on the next episode.